Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Assemble, the show where you come for your rambling, geeky download. My name's Tommy, and I am delighted, as always, to be joined by my friend and co-host from across the pond. It's our resident moonshine specialist of the pod, DL. How are you, mate? I'm good, man. I'm good. Making I... some moonshine in the back there? No, no, <laughs> not a big drinker until this this bachelor party three weeks from now is done. I'm going to stay. God, I thought you were talking about yours. I was no, like, no. whoa, no, 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 that's no, not no, in no, three no. weeks' that's time. In like six months at least. <laughs> uh no 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 i am not a moonshine maker uh although i'm not sure you're delighted to be here as much as depressed to be here after <laughs> this movie well we i literally watched. only got out the movie we started on monday and it was yeah, just dude, the hangover out. and the hangover from this one's deep like i can't tell if i've had a bit of a shitty week in work or i'm same. literally still feeling <laughs> the same. effects of this film like, today was like a tough day i'm like why yeah so I tried to watch a bit of comedy before we started. Like uh, we'll talk about it probably next week. But you know, Pete Holmes. You know, Pete Holmes did the the Batman stuff on YouTube, where it's like Batman can't stop thinking about sex. Or they did the yeah, Batman yeah. versus Superman skit. That guy. And I normally find him really funny, but I think my brain is just broken from this goddamn Kills yeah, of the Flower Moon movie. That's the, that's the point. I think we'll see. I know. Well, my, we'll uh, talk about it. For, this, by the way, for viewers know that it would know this was on my uh, yeah. Most, most anticipated list like two years in a row oh my god it uh, almost yeah it almost lasted that long i mean can you imagine hyping something up that much and then going to this movie and being like Jeez, that big no. of a depressed fest? <laughs> for anyone uh, who doesn't know every year at the beginning of the year we do top five movies that we're most excited for for the year and literally you've been so excited for this for so long i mean service level western crime mystery yeah, leonardo dicaprio robert de niro scorsese i mean it's got everything. You gotta. That's a hype. That's a hype soup. Hype pie. <laughs> hype. What do you What do you call a mix of things? It's a casserole. It's, it's a, a casserole, casserole of, of all hype. your hypes. Is that right? The casserole's. A bit I don't know, weird. man. I'm Just not. A, I'm there. not a casserole guy. It's a cocktail. Casserole a, as a name is not an. Love a casserole. It's a pretty gnarly name, though. Why so? Something about the word casserole just sounds <laughs> gross. <laughs> You're just depressed by this movie. <laughs> no. Like I think we talked about this uh, off air, but. I feel like some movies are literally made to be an experience and some movies are made to entertain and this is kind of neither. It's just supposed to make you feel a certain way and that's it. I think it, no, I think it would count as an experience. Yeah, it is. I'm being just, but I feel like facetious. the best movies are both. Is okay. that a controversial take? I would agree. The best movies are both. You, I mean, you can have movies that are just entertainment that are fun because, and you can enjoy it. Yeah. The best ones are both because when you make a good story out of it in a way that makes you have an experience and question the things that I think this movie makes you want to investigate and think about, but also do it in a way where you retain it longer and it, it's sharper and it hits harder. Interesting. I think that has a bigger effect rather than just like, it's certainly this is super intentional. For it's, sure. Yeah, it's certainly interesting watching this, which is super intentional and everything is laid out, compared to last week where we talked about The Swarm, which was, what, three hours itself, and just rambled. Or just, like, even comparing it to, like, other Scorsese movies that have, like, really, really, like, developed and, I guess, nuanced, We're getting too far into it, dear. Let's, let's hold off. Let's hold off a All little right. bit till we get to the main topic. I want to talk to you first, man. I know we're excited to talk about this film that neither of us want know exactly what to say. But <laughs> guys, before we get into it, there will be time codes in the description. And as always, they will be provided by friend of the show and editing master, Mr. Matthew Bliss. Stick around. We'll give you his details at the end of the show. But DL, I have a quick question for you before we get into you know talking about the stuff we talk to. On a scale of one to the five hours long, how long more of this movie would you want to watch if you had the opportunity? 30 to 
30 minutes to an hour less. <laughs> like, it was literally three and a half hours. Um, getting of course a bit facetious. I think it is three and a half hours, isn't it? Isn't that the runtime? It's three and a half hours just under. Yeah, guys, we'd love it if you give us a five star review. We can't give this movie five hours, unfortunately. But no. if you could give us a five star review, you can do it right there in app. You're in Spotify, you're in Apple. Whatever you're in, you could do it right there. It really, really helps us. We, we don't have to tell you how algorithms work. But DL. Nor could you. What have you been up to? <laughs> wow. <laughs> could you please tell me about algorithms? <laughs> Whatever. I've been I could tell you the YouTube, YouTube algorithm has hated all of my recent videos. I can tell really, you that. You're just not, it's not, you're not hitting the right buttons. It's, I don't know what it is. Go watch a Mr. Beast video. I had to make a YouTube video. I mean, I don't I hate that guy. I, really i don't hate that guy How can you hate i respect him, him for yeah. what he's achieved it's a grind what but he's like, doing isn't fun anymore. yeah no it's none of it's fun anymore it started off kind of interesting but i didn't like that whole i'll give you a thousand dollars thing walking up to someone in the street like, that's it's i find it grotesque in a weird way i understand that but gotta respect it i respect it 100 percent. like he's, bazillion, him. He's, yeah. he's the first person i've ever heard speaking about youtube who says think about like you're all most of the YouTube audience doesn't speak English. I was like, holy shit. Like, I can't believe no one else made that point. Yeah. It's, it's, he's a f- fascinating he's guy. He's very intelligent. And his life is focused on just making more and more content the way mine, I would love mine to be. It would be stressful to do that though and only care about hits and not care about like, I'm sure he cares about the art of it because it is an art to him to get the mm. hits. Like, you know what I mean? But surely, he, I, th- I think I've actually heard him talk about like in, on a podcast that he wants to get into like longer form. Interesting. Artistic stories. Like we do. Talking about Killers of the Flower yeah. Moon. Anyway, what did you ask me? What have you been up to, DL? Uh, what did you ask me? This what is, are we up to in this uh, podcast? Not all that much, man. I mean, since our last recording, it was late. So I'm trying to think of what maybe I've done the week before last. And it's all a blur. You're but, a blurry uh, guy. Yeah, I did a bit of, uh, you know, I, I, I did all the common stuff. I did actually a bit of reading and writing. I started a... Uh... Oh, tell me about your writing. We've talked about this before. So for anyone who doesn't know, anyone new to the podcast, DL fans himself as a bit of a writer. And I'm excited myself. to see what he comes I like up with. to do it for fun. Yeah. For I me. was inspired by like a couple things Dodger around... Uh... You'll never finish anything. Yes, that too. <laughs> around some of this AI stuff and uh, like some of the stuff around... Um, what would happen if you had like a double apocalypse? A lot of this Graham Hancock wow. stuff where it's like you think you're you think you're thinking about one apocalypse, but actually two happened. And oh. you have like a two timeline story that invests it and it's kind of misleading, right? It misleads one for, to the other. So for example, what? Give me like a, an example. Like you you see and, and in this story in this thing I've been working on or trying to write, it's about like uh you're following somebody who's at basically near hey, modern day. Back writer. Sorry, I have to do that. <laughs> Carry on. You're following someone who's kind of near modern day as he's like trying to basically gain control of some pretty powerful tech back from the government. Ooh. And he's like, it's like the, like the, you're the last fart of democracy. It's like in a, in a postmodern world that's not too far from now. Okay. And everything's done. And we don't know. Yeah. We don't know really. And then the, the other timeline is like this way, 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 you know, hundreds of years later world that's reemerged since some kind of event. Ooh. And in this other world, like basically humans are really siloed from each other. It's kind of like Red Rising in that way, actually. Now that okay. I, in a certain, in a certain, I've, I'm only uh, 20 pages in, but I can get the point of where this is going with Red Rising. Yeah. yeah. And uh, basically AI are actually like paired up with humans. And it's been this like, at some point in time, this thing called the grid powers AI and everybody is 
every like don't commu- give away all your secrets. Every by community the way. don't is, give away all your secrets. Every people commun- might steal this. What? So our one listener might yeah, hear this. Five <laughs> listeners can. Every community is like we love you guys. Is is paired up with an AI and they're not exactly sure how it's been trained because it's been like years and years interesting of being in their civilization and they're not like sure and so that's kind of the mystery is like so it's the creator. investigating other societies and also investigating like how the ai that they work with have kind of has been built and will the u.s government eventually get scared of them and try and take them out um yes probably <laughs> so they'll it's fail. the creator well we talked about it four weeks yeah, ago you can just remake that they, they, they will fail Will they find them? Anyway, the so I, I, did, I wrote a bit of a, a chapter on that as oh, it's nice. like one of the one of the communities like searching for another community. Interesting. So how are you going about writing it? Is it from first person perspective? Like, are you writing no, it's, it's, chapters or have you got a whole story mapped out? I don't have a whole story. I have like beats. The hardest part is like, I actually don't know what like the crescendo is at all at oh, this no, point. Man, that's the worst. You need to yeah. know that. Let's see. Kind of not though. Every writing course I've taken, it's like, you kind of really need to like find your characters and they find their journey and that Mm. can draw like you obviously want to have some like idea but like a lot of times that comes through inspiration through characters Uh have you read a lot of books on on? writing i've read the hero's journey and all these things um yeah i took a class oh okay fancy Um, i'm not an expert mate but (laughs) <laughs> i was just inspired by i, I was inspired like to, by something in particular that i saw about like ai and i was like oh that's interesting like just the training data sets how they can be like falsified and fed mm. and then like how you know if if you, if you left ai to its own devices mm. within a certain type of human community that only gave it certain inputs how that would actually change how it's chappy something you're writing chappy i see now <laughs> chappy what's chappy uh chappy is by i think by the guy who did district 13. I don't know. District 9? District 13? What am I talking about? District 13. It's effectively an AI robot who was built to be a police unit and then gets accidentally set loose and becomes like friends with like gang members from South Africa. It's really interesting. <laughs> That's super random. Such a weird film, but maybe we should put it on one of our lists. Maybe yeah. our sci-fi list. It got it got pretty panned when it came out, but like visually it's really stunning and it's got some really interesting ideas behind it. I think yeah. you, I think it's what you're talking about. <laughs> no, I've got like, a, but like I, this is too hard a thing to write the first time because right. every writing class I've ever taken and every book I've ever read about writing is like the first time you write a story, like just do one per point of view. Okay. And the story I want to write is like definitely multi point of view. So it's <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I write like a little bit when I have an inspiration and then I'll come back to it when I actually have time to. How far are you in? probably got like two or three different little chapters that i've written three chapters isolated but i've I'm, i've written more for my like the western thing i'm trying to write. that's easier okay because it's like it's one character yeah maybe you should just carry on with that put, put that out first i just write when i am inspired bro whenever okay. i can when i write something but anyway that's all i really did because i did it yesterday morning since we watched this movie i have no other anecdotes oh, i've got a couple of things i watched i can i can chuck a couple at you we managed to squeeze a couple of bits in so this was actually after recorded last time, but before we watched the film that took up the rest of our week, yeah. uh, we watched a movie on ne- a newish movie on Netflix called uh, The Reptile. So it's Benicio del Toro. It's got Justin Timberlake. It's got a, a couple of like that guys in it as well, like a couple of people who you'd recognize, but probably can't remember what they've been in. Yeah, it's fine. It's got Audience six- score higher than Tomatoes. It's got six point eight nine IMDb. Like it's not bad. It's interesting. It just doesn't. It's just kind of long and doesn't feel like it's really going anywhere. Apparently, it's an underwhelming story. Yeah, that's it. those are the perfect words for this film. <laughs> Great performances by a few characters, but with an underwhelming story, ultimately. And then, like, it's a little bit like I would liken it to, in, in uh, like a significantly worse way, The Departed. 
Yeah. You know how like the departed goes all the way through and it's like all this tension's ramping up and then nothing really happens. Then you get like a bit of a crescendo and then kind of a everyone dies a lot at the end. Happens. It's a bit like that. A lot happens in that movie. Ah, oh, I mean, I've been really nice to it yeah. here. Like nothing really happens all the way through. And then there's like a big thing at the end and you go, ah, all right. I was just disappointed because if you look at the trailer. Trailer's intriguing. Benicio Del Toro has got his arm behind his back, but I thought he only had one arm. So the whole way, I was like, when does he lose an arm? <laughs> You're an idiot. Like the whole way through I was watching his film. He got like two hours in and I was like, he's not going to lose an arm, is he? I'm really, really he could have just had like a gun behind his back or something. <laughs> no, he's in like a mortuary and he's just got his arm behind his back. And he's, I'm like, when did he lose his arm? Didn't lose an arm. No, he didn't. I'm just looking at the director while we're talking. I don't think he's got anything of note in his. I mean, it's Netflix. They're just giving him out these days. Yeah, Grant Singer. It was like, it wasn't bad. He's yeah, known for like a, doing a weekend. He's, the Starboy song with the weekend and Daft Punk is the video for that. He's got a bunch of music videos. Yeah, nothing really of note. Directorial no. debut. Uh, no, mm. I didn't. I haven't watched it. It's on my list, but I don't know if I will. You don't need to. Yeah, I don't know if I will. It's good, but Benicio's good in it. It's good I just like him. Yeah. And I also like Justin Timberlake in a couple of movies. So no. He's, looking, he's really looking his age. He's starting to get there. It's sad. The sad time of life. Apparently that he's... He's close Everybody to being cancelled as well right now. From what? Britney Spears' new book, apparently. Oh, whatever, dude. Yeah. You believe what she's saying? I don't know, man. She keeps doing things with knives on the internet. I, I'm just like, if she's the source, I'm not <laughs> buying it. <laughs> well, I did. 40 years later or whatever? Well, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I Look, whatever. I know nothing about it, so I can't comment. I'm not I, that guy. No one knows anything about it, but all I'm saying is, I don't know that she... Fully knows. Fully knows what's <laughs> going right. on either. Yeah, well, look. She had a hard, she had a tough life. Let's be fair. I mean, a lot of like a lot of child celebrities do, man. Like it's fucked. Yeah, not. I'm just saying, like, I'm not gonna like cancel. I'm not gonna not watch the reptile because Britney Spears wrote in a memoir 30 years later that no, she wanted gonna, to get an abortion and he didn't let her or something. You're what not happened? gonna watch it because it's dull and long. yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, That's why. Yeah. So the other thing I did watch, which was you might be interested in, is Gen V. I watched one. I think it's five episodes out. I watched the, the first one, offshoot of whatever. It's the boys' spinoff. Yeah. It's the boys, but it's college time, baby. Everyone's super young and everyone's new to their powers and learning what they're doing and yeah. yada yada. Uh, I, I, to be honest with you, I had to watch it in two sittings. The first time I sat down to watch it, uh, I got halfway through and I was like, this is so like tropey. It's not good. Of, but then the second half of that first episode, it's quite a long first episode, like those boys episodes are around an hour-ish each. So mm-hmm. when I watched, sat down to watch the second half, I got way more into it and I was like, oh, this is just the boys, but with different people. I genuinely really like this. There's a bit of an intrigue in the background. There's yeah. like the there's this thing that's happening in the woods. The woods. And the guy who is running the academy is a bit creepy as well. I was like, oh, this this has more to it, but not enough that I've gone back to carry on with it yet, but I think I will. Compared to the boys. The boys is just a given. Well, it's be. like it's like how much It's just boys light. It's like scrubs in med school? No. No, or is no, it... no, 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 no. It's like if you get an app and it's a very good app, and you're, oh, this is the light version. I'll get the full one, and then so you get the full it, one. And you go, wow, is this it, is really cool. Is it Blood of the Dragon, House of the Dragon, House of the Dragon. Wait, you think House of the Dragon's better than Game of uh, worse than Game of Thrones? I think it's potentially slightly worse okay. than the first six seasons of Game of Thrones. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> better than the fourth. It's better. Yeah, yeah. I, the I like fifth. whatever look, the fifth one is. Bad. I'm told it gets better. So I'll give it a, I'll keep, I'll probably give it a go later. You can't on. say it from one episode. But I can't say that from one episode. From what I've seen, I would say. Your, your hypothesis. My initial viewing experience was first half bad, second half good, 50 50. Your hypothesis is it's going to be somewhere between 
Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon, and Scrubs Medical School. Somewhere in between that's, that that's, level. <laughs> I mean, that's the polar that, opposite ends of the That's what I'm saying. Exactly. So somewhere in the middle. Because Game of Thrones sure. is like one of the best spinoffs ever, sure. I would say, with House of the Dragon. Don't you? Like, when have you had a spinoff that's been almost as good as the real thing? Yeah, I don't know. It's a real, very good question. Pe- Better Call Saul is apparently amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's the first one I can think of. But also, I've never watched it. I really liked Med School Scrubs. You can probably guess from <laughs> Okay, moving on. Well, I, yeah, I watched. Yeah. I I can't I can't recommend it right now. Okay, give give it a couple more episodes, and I'll come back to you. But mm. then by the time I get around to watching the other episodes, I feel like the boys will be out anyway, and I'll just watch the boys. Probably not. That's what I want. I just want to watch the boys. Give me more of Starlight. Or what's, is that a name? Stardust. Starlight. Starlight. You're a big fan of Starlight. And Jack Quaid. Give me more Jack Quaid. Give me more of like Homelander. I want all that. Homelander is who I want. Oh, he's so good. All the memes are insane. Hey, look, guys, if there's anything we haven't talked about that you would recommend or you think we should talk about, feel free to hit us up. You can hit us at Podcast Assemble on Instagram or the Podcast Assemble at gmail.com. Or go to our website, www.podcastassemble.com. All our details are there. You can find us. Just, mm-hmm. We're all over the place. Podcasts. Then there's stuff. memes. Do we want pod- things and podcasting stuff? And I need to put more stuff on there. It's been a little bit of a hot minute. Yeah. But DL. It's the main topic theme. Do you want to preface our main topic? Um, our Again. main topic this week, as I've already spoiled is Killers of the Flower Moon, directed by Martin Scorsese, starring for the first time, I think, ever, Robert De Niro and Leonardo DiCaprio in a Scorsese film? I think it's the third time they've worked together, but, not but I don't Scorsese know about a Scorsese film. film. That's yeah. interesting. Which is interesting because he's done five, what's-his-name's done, or six now, what's-his-name's yeah, done eight or nine now. He's done him. a lot. Um, it's interesting, Scorsese has pumped out a lot of films. Yeah, he has. I still haven't seen The Irishman. No, he hasn't. <laughs> We're going to talk about that in a minute. Yeah, uh, We're going to non-spoilers and you know, very brief spoilers at the end because there's not a huge amount to spoil about this film, but do you, stu- you have a stupid plus summary? Long and lots of death. I mean, it's very just factual. It's not, it's not necessarily dumb. Well, mine is... It dumbs it down Mine's a, a little bit dumb. Mine's just the longest game of Clue ever, but with the twist that everyone's in on the whodunit. And just no one's willing to guess who the killer is. Yeah, it's kind of like that is, you know what? You just helped me put a pin on something that bugs me about it. It's like, guys, how fucking dumb are we? (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like, for three and a half hours, we're sitting there over the course of what is perceived to be decades or a decade. I think it's this, this film isn't that long. It's like five years or something. Half a decade? Yeah. I mean, like. Well, I'm interested to know what you think. Is everyone just scared? Of... I guess like that would have been an interesting thing to explore, but yeah. we, we didn't really explore that because Robert De Niro is mostly looked at as like a friendly character. Well, let's let's talk a little yeah. bit about everyone then. So this is a lot of kind of new actors to the game. There's a couple who've got previous roles, but a lot who yeah. don't. So Blackie, who is one of my favorite characters in the whole movie, whose name I actually have not written down for some stupid reason. It was good. He doesn't have another acting credit to his name. So like there's a lot of like fresh people getting, you know, opportunities with a huge director. I like that not everyone was like picture perfect looking in this. Like not everyone was a beautiful man. There was a couple of standouts for me. Um Byron Buckhart, who was played by Scott Shepard, who was the brother, mm-hmm. I believe, of Leonardo DiCaprio's character. Or the Yeah, I think he was the brother. Yeah. And then uh Ty Mitchell uh played John Ramsey, who was the dude. Do you know the guy who did all the dirty work, who was like stick thin with the amazing mustache and the milky eye? Like, yes. what an interesting guy. What else is he in? He's I don't, in something else. I don't think he's in a lot of things. Oh, he's but, for sure in something else, though. I've seen his fucking face. I think. like that Scorsese's gone with like a lot of new quotation marks actors for this. What do you, what do you think about that? I thought it was, I didn't realize that they were all new. 
So I thought he just casted really well. Well, but, I mean, it is cast very yeah. well. What? I'm sorry. I'm just looking up. He's in True Grit? Maybe. I don't remember. Um, I, I really liked the castings. I just thought we spent too much time with certain characters and not enough time with other ones that were really well casted. That that would be my I mean, um, criti- initial critique. Well, top top level thoughts on the film then. What did, like, what did you think about this film? I know we kind of talked about it, but... How about Brendan Fraser, by the way? What a fucking cameo. He was in this too. What he a, was phenomenal. What an interesting sort of like in and out character. He, I wish he was in it more. Let's he talk about so him. Good. Let's talk about him in a minute. Yeah. What did you feel? Uh, what did I feel? I felt like tired. I wanted to die. <laughs> <laughs> there was just so much death. In I this. just felt like this was a really sad movie that was supposed to be sad and yeah. supposed to make you feel like shit. And intentionally, like, put you through the experience of what it would be like to be an indigenous or as best you could with a film. Yeah, 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 yeah. Empathize with the indigenous perspective of probably knowing everything that was happening and being able to do nothing about it as everyone dies around you. It's it's like just brutal. Yeah. Like, I think that was I, a, I the came point, out of this feeling traumatized, which is what I think you're supposed to feel because yes. it's like that's what happened to them. Completely agree. So, so yeah, I, the, I mean, like, what did I think about it? I think it did that effectively. Agreed. Agreed. I guess to sort of frame it for anyone who doesn't know what this movie is, it's set in the 1920s in Oklahoma. And when the Osage, am I saying that Osage. right? The Osage tribe Osage. strike oil, yeah. the Native Americans, the indigenous peoples, they become cash rich. And funnily enough, guess what happens when you become cash rich? White folks come sniffing around. <laughs> and yeah. um, it's effectively follows like this random character who's joining the party late, Leonardo DiCaprio's Ernest Buckhart, and he effectively has to learn the ropes through his uncle King, who is played coming by back from the Nero. Yeah, which war is it? It would be the First World War, I believe, in the twenties. Yeah, so it's effectively him learning the ropes from the worst possible person to learn the ropes from. Yes, <laughs> and it's not clear that he's the worst possible person right away. Yes, I mean, well, it is. It is pretty clear within like an hour, maybe less of this three and a half hour mi- movie, maybe forty-five minutes. Yeah. You start to figure it out, but like not right away when you're intro to him. Um, yeah, agreed. And effectively, you know, it, it's about like a couple of families who are, like I say, cash rich, and they are just being killed off. Yeah. And it's not made particularly into a mystery. It's not a who done it. It's just more like why isn't anyone doing anything about it? Well, don't you think that would have been a more interesting investigation? Think, Making it a bit less clear? Well, I think what would have been interesting is if everybody knew and the FBI who come in way too late knew and they I kind of they, they try to do this just not very effectively for me. Make it about them having to find ways to out people and get people to rat on the family, rat on the king effectively. And they just didn't he just didn't get that in my opinion. You got that at the end. Yes. Not but throughout. For like scraps of the movie. It was more yeah. about another dead person and someone going, ah! Yeah, yeah. That was like the, like every 15th frame, there was someone screaming about Crying another dead and, person. Yeah. I, was I like, mean, oh. like the, the acting portrayal by Leo, I think is really good in the sense that he's playing like someone who's conflicted, but also, yeah. but also Talk just- Talk to me about Leo, because I think he's a really interesting character. I thought his performance was good. I just thought there wasn't that much, like it was a bit redundant. Funny teeth. They fuck, <laughs> they his, gave teeth. Him they fuck teeth. his teeth up for this. Yeah. It took me a minute to really get used to him with those teeth. And yeah. he kept- Put his bottom jaw up. Yeah. It was on purpose. Was for like, sure. yeah. Like, highlight it. Yeah. I was like, that's a weird look for you. Yeah. I feel like his relationship with the other key character, Lily Gladstone, who's Molly Booker, is really central to this story. And the the really interesting 
piece that runs through this and we kind of tried to work this out on air uh, off air beforehand to kind of you know get our teeth into what we're trying to talk to here is like does he truly love this person who he ends up marrying or is he just doing it for the cash or is he even being manipulated or is he the happening from 2006 i don't know what's happening in this film yeah was he actually in love and what like how dumb was he really yeah if you boil because he plays like an he plays a halfwit right like he, he thinks he's super intelligent, but he's really not. He is pretty dumb. Yes. I think it, like that is clear. Yes. Now, how dumb is he? Like, how dumb is he? Like, <laughs> he definitely knew what he, he knew. He was being manipulated, but almost couldn't stop it. I think it was like you know he knew he was being manipulated, and frankly, like he knew what he was doing. I think. Yeah. And I think that eventually comes out by the last couple frames of the film, but. They almost tried to play it like he wasn't sure for bits. Sure. But when it was best, I think, with Leo, it was like when you could tell he was working through his internal guilt Yeah. by, like, basically pl- being willfully obtuse. Sure. You know, like that. And that was like a really that that performance played through in his like, like, I, I got that from that, from the way he acted it out. OK, like the, the, that was a guy that like, I think the canon version of this is he did know what he was doing. Yeah. And he was willfully stopping himself from believing it. What I didn't get from it is why. I didn't see him doing all this affluent stuff. I didn't, like, I didn't yeah. see, I saw him do a couple bets. I think he lost a lot of money doing betting. Yeah, that. like, but they didn't really dig into that. But he also had really bad, like, talking about the surrounding cast, who were great, by the way. He had really bad influences around him who were making him do stuff like bet, yeah. gamble his money away, or, you know, even be part of the ring who would go and, rob a store like yeah. you know what i mean like doing dumb shit like that yeah. when he's when got he all this money it, it's yeah. like why so maybe i think it's trying to portray a man who is just in it for the kicks and loves the money but doesn't know what to do with it yeah the hard part for me though about it all is like i i found him very difficult like i thought his perform like leo's performance was sure. good sure, and, sure, sure, sure. and like fun to watch yeah but i to a degree like there was a lot of redundant conversations of like people telling him Hey, yes. you know, you got to do yes, this. Yes, yes, yes. You understand? And it's like, yeah, I get it, I guess. Like, and there was like, that happened so many times in the film where he's like being convinced to do something that he probably knows he does. Like, he, he doesn't really want to do it, but he also knows he should because this is what he's been. He's kind of dumb and he's being trained up to do. And I just mm-hmm. didn't find his character that exciting to root for. Well, or there's ex- no one to root for in this that, Yeah, film. there's no one to root for. And it's like, I didn't find, I found it like. Outside of Molly. As a main character, I feel like you need more. Yeah. You know, yeah. like other than that, like which was well acted, but yeah. like not exactly super engaging for a three and a half hour ride. Yeah, I completely agree with that. You know, completely agree with that. Who were you supposed to root for in this? I mean, you, the Osage for sure. Yeah. But, but like the point being when that character is very also willfully obtuse, like in a lot of ways. She is. Like, in, like she clearly like very early on in the film falls for Leo. Yeah. And I, I would personally say like maybe a little bit opposed to what you were saying there like i think it's real love what they're going through like initially i think he sort of maneuvered that way by king as in leo's i think he he fell in love but i think he falls in love and he is in love with his wife that's fair and at the start it's not as sinister yes like that is clear that like the sinisterness of this kind of rises through the years but Mm. like you know what i mean i don't think that leo's character knows the end game for the first half of the movie i think the second half though Mm. He's bare like it's it's a lot harder to stand by and say like the second half of the movie it changes we'll talk about that in a bit. If he was in love, it wouldn't have carried on the way it carries on. Interesting. At a point in time, he fell in love, 
but it's like hard to rationalize how you could, you know, do some of the stuff that we end up seeing mm. to someone you love. I think in terms of the world he's built here, Scorsese, yeah. like it is fascinating and really beautifully done quite touching you know he's used he has used just a lot of indigenous actors who maybe haven't had acting credits before but really great i like genuinely the the mom lily gladstone's mom in this i don't have a name written down but she's awesome yeah like just a hard ass mom who's like and then there's a bit where she like tells her daughter she's her favorite daughter and yeah. you're like, whoa, yeah, she doesn't give a fuck. this is brutal. Uh, but like, that's kind of the life they're living. It's a brutal life. And people are just dying all around them. She's probably just terrified that someone's going to turn around the car and like shoot her. Yeah. Like that, that world they built of brutality and like, it's beautifully done. Like the, the outfits and stuff are amazing, but yep. like one of the very first scenes in this, you're being introduced into the indigenous families who are just being killed off. A dude just pops his hand out a window and shoots one in the chest. Yeah. And then like drops the gun in her hand. It's like, bro, like who shoots himself in the yeah, chest? Pretty dumb. While she's like holding a baby something about man. Yeah. It's brutal. There's a lot of that. And I guess like that that was like an interesting part about it until it wasn't a mystery. Yes. You know, and then it becomes like, okay, so it's not a mystery pretty early on. After like, like an hour. For an astute viewer, 30 minutes in. Probably. You know what I mean? For yeah. like a for like maybe the non not as actively analyzed mm. analyzing like longer. But so still, I was about two hours now. Kidding. Uh, yeah, for, for the for the dum dums like Tommy. Hello. Three hours and fifteen minutes. Basically, yes. once he was convicted. <laughs> when the conviction fell. I was like, yeah. oh yeah, that makes sense. Innocent until proven guilty. A hundred percent. I'm a Trump supporter. Yeah. No, I'm not, uh, by the way. The point being, like, I just, you know, I needed what else what else was there to dig into? While we know what we know about how this is going and who's doing it all, not that much. No, but the performances were pretty. Like, so the interesting thing I found about acting De Niro's the acting was great. De Niro was like hands down one of the best characters in this. Full stop. The layers of intrigue to him just built up and up and up. Like the bit where he becomes, he shows a stonemason and just spanks Leonardo DiCaprio like out yeah. of nowhere. You just yeah. like, well, that's a weird shot. Like yeah. seen to be filming with with another man, you know yeah. what I mean? I think he like you never got fully how deep his I don't know wickedness went. He's just like the classic. I think the cool part about him is like he's the classic megalomaniac, you know, titan of industry who like you know like you think you've done everything for everyone and that makes you unstoppable and really yeah. a lot of people helped you along the way. Yes, and you think you you attributed all to yourself over the time or. Like even just like a lucky break that helps make you right. Like well, that's it. Everyone in the town's be, in on this. As they get higher, as you yeah. get more, you know, power, people, you know, forget how they actually got there. He's like a mafioso. Yeah, seriously. And everyone's in on it. Like the doctors, the insurance people. It, it's maddening watching, and I think that's probably how you're supposed to feel watching this film. The yes. sense of injustice. That is literally the angles. point. Yeah, literally. And you get that so early on. And I guess what we're trying to get at the. Real challenge with this is that it's just hammered into you over and over and over again. It's not really subtly done. But I think that's also the point. Like, it's not supposed to be. Yeah, you're right. It's like, it wasn't then either. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and, yeah. that, and it was still that much more shocking. I guess, like, I would have liked more of the political intrigue. Same. Like, show me something else that's happening during this time period about the creation of the FBI. Show well, me something to take myself away from just this and, like, 
maybe investigate like the the reality of bureaucracy and how it fails. Yeah, I mean, not I like just the fact that it's late. Like, I was going to say exactly that. Like Jesse like, Jesse Plemons, one of the FBI agents who turns up. He's good as well. He's really good. Yeah. He's to me, he's like the new Philip Seymour Hoffman. He even mm. kind of looks like him. Hold he's up. got that kind of. He's a bit too good, good, good. Like, yeah, sorry, good, goody, if, if he could do a good villain, if he could do a good villain, I think he could be that that next, you know, Philip Seymour Hoffman. But talking of him, the FBI play a big role in this, but not big enough. I feel like the FBI coming in halfway through a three and a half hour movie, getting fobbed off by everyone. So this is the FBI's yeah, first exactly. ever job, right? That's the point yeah. of this. As in, they they've been created by Jay Hoover. They then have to go and prove themselves, and the way they do that is by taking on this big mystery yeah that no one can solve how about like what if we just didn't know certain characters were fbi and they're with well, them throughout didn't. the movie we well, didn't that yeah was but the like indigenous... doing that more yeah yeah you yeah, know okay. what i mean like yeah there was an indigenous actor who was with them a lot yeah. the tall guy yeah he came in slightly earlier than everyone else yeah. and you saw him around the town yeah he started popping up and i knew from the moment he was there i was like that guy's definitely something to do with the police yeah because well, <laughs> you're waiting like when are they gonna well, come something's in? gonna happen right yeah did you know, uh, just talking about Jesse Plemons before I move on, he actually turned down um, Nope to do this, a, a movie that we've actually talked about. Oh, he, was he going to be in Nope? That he was going to be Duke in Nope. Was, which, that, was that the tech guy? I think Duke. video No, 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 guy? sorry. Duke was the guy who, who saw the, the chimp kill all his, the peoples. Oh, really? And became the amusement. Yeah. Had to, he'd have been good for that. Yeah. He would have been really good for that, I think. Stephen Young got that part in the end. But yeah. I've, I thought he was really good in this i mentioned blackie as well before like that character you know like he's the, had the only joke in the movie <laughs> what was it joke. well obviously not because i'm standing right here <laughs> talking to you well, that, <laughs> and, and that was a part of the movie that made me laugh because when leo dicaprio feels like he's in on everything and yeah. he's really not and he's like it's all part of the plan and Blackie's yeah. like well clearly not dipshit yeah <laughs> like, like, like yeah his plan the plan you mean the plan that got us here bro yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Now, I need to ask you this one thing before we move on from like performances. Which was your favorite Leonardo DiCaprio hair in this? Because his hair was doing some serious performing. And it was mainly middle part the whole time. Oh, no. Well, there were times when it was beautifully combed middle part. And then you like. I hate, time... it. I hate the middle part. Oh, so bad. Yeah. It looked awful at every moment. Yeah. There were bits when it was all. You knew his state of mind in any scene by how his hair was. So if it was like all crumpled and like down at the front. He yeah. was like, he was riled up. Yeah. But if it was like back and swept, you know, he was trying to make himself look good for the, for the wife or when it was middle parted. I was like, his hair's doing a lot of work in this film for him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like his hair does not look good with the middle part. He needs to do the side part. Well, he's, he's got one of those hairlines that is kind of pointy at the front. So you can't really do a middle part to it. Yeah. So it kind of points off to, it's, it's an interesting haircut. Yeah. Doesn't suit him. Did not Tell suit he's going him. back a little bit though. I don't think many people can do a middle part and pull it off i don't know that's what my that's my hair's go-to when it gets too long middle part it sort of like it naturally kind of flops huh. your hair kind of goes middle part mine would go a little bit middle part but i would not right now you're I a would, tennis ball i would force it to go side <laughs> part i would I don't let it middle part brilliant i think we've sort of really talked the pacing of this move to death but i just want to yeah. really like hone in on this and i what you, like the pacing's tough to talk to because it is intentionally long, is intentionally diet, dire, dour, whichever you choose. Yeah. Is it poorly paced or is it just so depressing that by halfway through you're like, I wish this would end? There are <laughs> that's that's a combination of answers <laughs> yeah. here. 
I think that like there's definitely redundancy in this movie. Yes, agree. Like there's fat for sure. Like we have scenes that are doing the same things that of scenes before them, mm. especially with Leo's character. Too much over talking of things. Yeah. So I would say that there's definitely things you you could cut that would help the pacing. I think that you, having some kind of mystery or someone not, even there's dis- nothing been entertained. Oh yeah, or someone even discovering something or like yeah. some kind of added element of. Not just two, one idiot, one super smart guy, both doing really villainous acts. Yeah. And a bunch of other people that are just, for some reason, nonplussed and not really understanding what's happening. To or, them. or just doing it, just being along for the ride. Yeah. In- interestingly, you say that there was, like, there's one line in this movie that really stands out to me. And it's by, I was talking about Ty, Ty Mitchell, the guy with the milky eye, really tall, must- yeah. great, great mustache. But there's a bit when Leonardo DiCaprio says to him, like, I need you to murder a guy for me. He's like, oh, I can't, I can't do another, I can't do this for you. And he's like, it's, it's an Indian. And he goes, oh, okay, then that's fine. Like, I feel like that is just indicative of this movie. The hot, like that one line there is, it's like, you are just supposed to feel like the indigenous peoples are treated as less than human the whole time. And it's really rammed home every opportunity that it can possibly get. Yeah, for sure. There's no real, like, I, I would say the pacing is too slow. Yeah. Like there's no, too long. no real action in this. Net net. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, slow and long. Oof. I mean, we get Can back you to the compare this movie to like the intricate plot of like The Departed. Yeah. Of or course. like Shutter Island. And it's just like so different. Like it's such a different mm. kind of movie. Mm. I mean, it's, it's him flexing his wings. And I'm going to, I've saved some questions about that specifically for like after spoilers because there's a couple of bits to talk to. But there's some, like, some of the cinematography in this to me is just so amazing. There's yeah. a scene where I'm not sure why, but I think it's King's house gets set on fire or the farm or whatever it is. And everyone's trying to like put it out with their hammers. I'm not sure why you would put out fire with your hammer. <laughs> Seems counterintuitive. But there's a shot that Scorsese has created where it's through the haze of the fire and everything is still that bright crimson. Oh, orange. That was super cool. And it's amazing. And it goes. But why uh, were they haying away the fire? I don't understand. That. It didn't make any sense. I don't understand that personally. Yeah. It's a bit silly to me. But like, there are lots of good elements in here that I like. And there are things that I'm like, this is good. I like that. It's just stretched over such an amount of time. It's well acted. It's well, it's well shot. It's frankly like well written. It should be amazing. The plot just, there, there wasn't really one. Yeah. I think that's it. There wasn't like everything's pretty detailed within the first 30 minutes and we're just watching it unfold you know it would have been nice to like weave viewer expectations a bit more yeah agreed i think like that's the only i just like to be you know well the original draft was written from the perspective of the fbi agents coming in and trying to work out this mystery and i think that would be a very interesting story like it doesn't need to you can have all you can have the feelings that we came away from this movie having all the you know the indigenous people being effective run out of their own town being you assassinated. can investigate the osaka that's what i'm saying osage sorry story in in that way as well it doesn't even necessarily need to be the perspective of the detective to involve them earlier like, yeah. you can still investigate Completely. the heart of the osage people i think that's totally something you can still do within a con- within the context of like more of a mister mystery element or Completely agree. I guess just the FBI's agree. involvement earlier. Basically, you needed a good guy to fight for. There was you no one to fight for, to root for in this movie. Completely. The other thing I was going to ask you was, do you, do you feel for a movie which is so overwhelmingly charged with driving you towards white guilt, which it, which it is, picking 
a white man to be the face of the majority of the film, Leo DiCaprio, do you feel like that's a bit of a misstep? I don't know if it's like a misstep. I just like, I don't know what the point was. What, yeah, why focus you know what on I mean? him? Why not have Molly as the main character? Well, I, I guess like... Or, or any, anyone else. And like even have one of the other indigenous folks who is trying to solve this, trying to get attention from the, the government, from the police, trying to get anyone to look into it and is failing. That would be an interesting story. I mean, maybe the, maybe part of it is, and I'm, I'm sure Scorsese would talk about it a bit like in the interviews, but maybe part of it is like investigating how you feel about this character and like how much you're willing to like let him slide with, how much you're willing to like buy into his narrative because you mm. don't actually see him do something for the first half. Like the first half, you don't see him do anything. And then it's, it's and then they start to reveal yeah, that it was him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so it's like, even though we all knew it was kind of. And I guess my point is like, maybe they're trying to, maybe part of it is like a self-investigation of, oh, he's white. He's good looking. He seems like he loves her. How long are you willing to believe this? Yeah. Like I, I could see, but it, if so, it wasn't really well done. I guess for me, like, so to, just to frame that up a little bit, he does a bunch of like murders. He stops people investigating the town. Yeah. He steals because it's fun i assume yep. like he just steals from people and like all these like pet not really pet murder isn't a petty crime but like all these sort of in the, the scheme of this grand murder conspiracy like petty things that are happening it's more to grunt work. slow it down yeah. yeah and i guess from my perspective it's more the reason i wasn't feeling like it was leo for a lot of it was is like why would he need to he's i get it but from the end of it you understand he's been manipulated yeah. all the way through but he's got enough money he doesn't need to steal this stuff he has a comfortable life. Why is he? If he loved his wife, he could tell them to fuck off and yeah, just live a good life. But then I feel like King feel, King has that power over him because he brought him into that lifestyle. That, well, it's true. I mean, people are dying left and right. There's a, there's also that element. Like if you if you don't comply, are you the next one dead? Yeah, and yeah. if you're yeah, exactly yeah, you brought you brought into this way of lifestyle that enough. Like no. how much of it was like a tyranny of that as well? Like. You know what I mean? Like that would have been an interesting mm. angle, but he mm. kind of always felt like Leo was destined to be one of the last dudes there. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, in ter- we've talked tones and themes quite a lot while we've been on about it. And yeah. I laughed that in my tones and themes section, I must have forgotten to remove something from last week. So it says, don't fuck with bees. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think <laughs> I don't, that's certainly not appropriate for this, this film, but like, you know, the human condition. Are we like truly that despicable that we would look down on other humans? Yes, it happens all over the world. Money corrupts, money blinds. Affirmative Ghost Rider. You know, like it's all there. It's just spread out over th- over nearly three and a half hours, which is physical pain. So what we do now, guys, is we talk a little bit about three best and three worst before we give you some spoilers. And what that is, is it's three reasons why you might want to watch this film and three reasons why you might not. DL? Best? Yeah, let's Three best? Acting is good. Very good. I think I just said him earlier. The authenticity, 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 of, Ooh, the authenticity. authenticity of the experience is like, like it Agreed. feels real. That's a great way of saying everything it. around it feels real, including the like mad emotional toll it yes. takes to watch this movie, and that is real because you come away for days. Yeah. Yeah. I've kind of put that with the world building, but I feel that encapsulates what I was trying to say way better. Um, and then I would say, I guess I really liked. What else is there to say? Acting. I mean, like there was, there was, it was beautiful in a lot of ways. And like, I, I had the visuals. Yeah. Like it for sure. Yeah. Like it, yeah. I was never like, oh, this is like a bad choice editing wise or dialogue wise. 
Sometimes it was anytime there was a bad job, it was because it was like it was already done well and you didn't need to do it again. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that'd be I mean, he's a fantastic director. Yeah. So I've got the visuals too. I've got obviously the world building and just De Niro, man. Like he was given so much scenery to chew in this. He, I feel like he was just given some free reign to be a bit like you can really make this character your own. Yeah. He had the better role, I think. Yeah. And I don't think in real life that character was that much older. I think he was like in his 50s, whereas De Niro is like in his 80s. What do you worst? The De Niro's the in his 80s. I think so, yeah. good for his 80s. I'd say the length, not enough to Leo's character. If he's the main character, I, yeah, I think you need more. As intriguing as he was to watch act a conflict, act as a conflicted, you know, uh, moral, morally, you know, compromised, but also still very much in love at, por- at Portions. Yeah. yeah. Um, with his wife character. And I guess the other worst would, man. I did, yeah, I think I would just make some changes to the plot. I mean, like, mine, to be honest, I had like, the length too, and I think yeah. you're right. Like the length, I think the length leads into the plot because the plot has to kind of trundle along with the length because yeah. it just goes on so much. And yeah. then agreeing with you, you know, this undeserved feeling of white guilt. The way the whole way you're going through, it, I'm like, I, I didn't do it. <laughs> it wasn't me. Like I feel bad for you guys. <laughs> I didn't do how it. how can I help? But like I can't change other people's ancestors behaviors you know what i mean like well i guess that's kind of like my point i like Like, to think we're quite progressive you know as people there is a way to like there is a point to a film that makes you feel like super super shit yeah and i get that but my earlier point like around like a film that does that in a way where also you have some semblance of hope for like what the one good person can do yes nine times out of ten it doesn't work agree but the fact that somebody created the fbi because actually this seemed ridiculous like how many like you know what i mean like and then the 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 fighting through bureaucracy like could that inspire someone to go fight through like i need something else other than pure white guilt depression for three hours and maybe that's because it's me but i honestly i don't know i would i would be curious if a you know an indigenous person watches movie if they found it enjoyable yeah you know what i mean like really interesting because it's like part of them is probably like sure i empathize with this but like i want to see the conversation she went and had with someone that got them to come out yeah because that's someone who fought for like she didn't even get enough time to like be shown you know what i mean like that because that's also inspiring that inspires that side of the of the kind of dynamic to be like absolutely more heroic but let's talk a bit about critical reception then so yeah can you guess me the current imdb score for this i have no idea IMDb, it's Scorsese. People will show up, but it, fe- it feels like it should be like a seven five, an eight one. Yeah, I had a feeling. I, I had a feeling <laughs> it would be higher, but, high. but it should be a seven five. Can you can you guess for the Rotten Tomatoes? Critic like eighty six, audience like sixty two, ninety three. 93% of Rotten Tomatoes. And finally, guess for me, our favorite letterbox, which is effectively all user scores. 3-5. And is usually 3-5. 3-5? <laughs> it's nice. 4-3. People are really... People, I, I, I mean, it is a good movie. I just Yeah, it is. It's tough. It's just, I'm not going to watch it again. I, ne- <laughs> like, neither. You know? Well, like, well I, you'll, you'll watch like The Departed. You'll go back yeah, and... You I'm know not going to watch like, it again. I, I just don't have the impetus. Maybe to, one time in the background at some point while nah. I'm also doing something else. Even if like the partner's like, hey, I didn't get to see that with you. I'd really like to see it. I'd be like, I'm going to go out for three days and you can finish it in your own time. You know, like, I don't know. I might, I might like tune in, but like, I'd never watch front to back. Full, full. No. It's, like, a bit, it's, it's like, like not like, sure what I'd pick up either. You it's know a bit what I mean? Like when old mate Zack Snyder released his Justice League cut and it yeah. was like, 
four hours yeah. and everyone was like, could you not have just released this in like episodes? <laughs> like it would have made way more sense. Okay then, so what we do now is we talk our rating system, which is very simple. So that we see the internet as completely binary. <laughs> so yeah. this is either better or worse than the most average film we know, which as of right now is still Aquaman 2018. And we say why, DL. Yeah. Better or worse than Aquaman 2018? Uh probably better because it's Scorsese but like oh it's hard yeah it's hard I was entertained in Aquaman at least I came out and I was like I like I have no idea what happened in that film I like that I felt something though I'll tell you what like I I was just like watching this movie and we're about to be in spoilers so I'm going to talk about it watching this guy slowly poison his wife yeah like it made it was visceral for me. I was Simultaneously like, how could anyone? Like, I, I was like, yeah, Matt, yeah. I was like, there's no scenario where I would do anything even remotely close to a hundredth of this to the part. And it, what I will say is that, like, it, it made me like investigate, like, what are the things that you do of your scale that to torment sure. your partner in stupid ways that you could just be better at? Like, so many things. Like, I leave the lights on. <laughs> like, I, could, I could be way better at torturing your part. Yeah, to be quite frank with you. I just need to fuck with their OCD. But you know what? I, you get my point. Like, <laughs> it did. It made me feel like, dude, what is wrong with you? And like, and I guess that's there's Fair. some. I don't know if there's value in that, but it made me feel. Okay. Aquaman didn't make me feel. You've changed my mind. Yeah. I'm gonna. I was gonna say just be controversial and say worse because honestly, it was just so much and so long. But if the point is to make you feel and be come out of this with a certain mindset, it complete 100% achieved that. And fair yes. play to it. Yes. But so let's talk a little bit about spoilers. There's not a lot to spoil, and one of the key things is that. Leo's wife Molly has diabetes. Yes, and they want to keep her alive long enough that he can inherit all the money from the family, but also kind of keep her quiet about what's happening around the town. So they're slowly poisoning her. Yeah, over time, which is rough as all guts. Fucking right? brutal, dude. So grim, and brutal. but like there are parts of it where you feel like he really still loves her, and he is in bed like upset that this is happening to her. But it's like the cognitive dissonance. Like, I, I guess, like, is he just that broken how down? How thick can you be, dude? But could he, uh, could he also be maybe suffering from some like PTSD and stuff as well from the war? Am I really digging here? I'm just there's not a, sure. There's a, there's like a carnal feeling, yeah, of like guilt that has to win out, yeah. and you see him suffering with it, and you he, do see him suffer through the whole movie. Yeah. So it's like he knows, yeah. he knows. Agreed, and he, he do, uh, guilt does eventually win out. Yeah. So what happens is he is asked to testify in front of a, a jury that his uncle is the mastermind, effectively. Yeah. And this, King, De Niro's and character. This is, his le- this, is his, uh, this is his moment to come clean. Yeah, basically. Well, basically, they, it's gotten to the point where they've killed so many people, the FBI has him caught red-handed. Yeah. And he's the fall guy. Yeah. And he instantly caves. <laughs> that, was in, that was funny because it takes like one guy, one witness for that, yeah. him to like... One guy below him that reported up that he did it for him to instantly cave, and he Blackie did it right. Yeah, right. and he could have just been like, "I don't know this guy." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what do you mean? What do you I mean? Didn't sure. Yeah, sure. Maybe he said that. There's nothing you can like. You can't I, prove. The fucking dude stole it. He got convicted. I did yeah, it. Exactly. That's all he had to do. Yeah, and he instantly caved. Um, I, instantly, and yeah. in doing, but in doing so, he ruins his own life as well as obviously King's. But I feel like this is his admission of you know, I fucked up. I've been doing the wrong thing the whole time. You know, I feel like that's his way of trying to absolve himself. His For sure, eventually he did. He, my prayer. soul is clean, he yeah. says. Yeah, well, true. Yeah, um, he does. And to be fair, I think he did come around to it. 
the question is just like if you were capable of that then yeah why couldn't you have been capable of it earlier well, yeah and i guess that's the i wish there was more veiled threats to leo sure to like help us understand how he could ever do this or just anything know? like i've got here like yeah. i was just suspecting there was going to be a twist all the way through there had to be i said that something. in the movie i was like surely there's a twist yeah you even turned to me and said that like, and i'm like there wasn't like there wasn't and yeah. the lack of intrigue and the lack of something to dig your teeth into kind of let it down yeah especially when like in the back half when the main actress what's her name molly molly that's the sorry she, that's the character she's great yeah, she's wonderful. She was awesome. Lily but then by the end of the movie, she's like half dead. Like for the for last And that's half, what and I the wonder movie if. loses yeah. a lot of steam because of her, like, you know? Because she's a great character. Yeah, she was. And great. I wonder if part of the reason the movie doesn't follow her is because half of the movie she's taken out of it by this yeah. poisoning. Yeah. Which is an interesting point of view. One thing I did want to ask you before we wrap this up is so this movie has a $200 million budget. And, really? And its opening weekend only made $44 million. That's. <gasps> Not what you want to hear, okay? And his last couple of movies, well, one was The Irishman, straight to Netflix, also had a big budget, incredibly long, got good reviews, people saying very similar things, you know, like, very long, like, the CGI is a bit ropey, like, the story's interesting, but it doesn't go anywhere. It's got Stacey still untouchable. I mean, fucking those reviews point to it, yeah. That's what I'm asking. Well, no, I'm asking get, you as a... You how as do you define untouchable? Man. Will he get another movie? Yes. But will he get complete free reign like he clearly has for the last few movies? Apple will do it. That's fair. Someone He's got will at least keep two more. Amazon will do it. Someone will keep him happy. <laughs> yeah, Disney's got one. When does like, his stock start to fall? Is three what I'm more. Asking you you <laughs> think he's, he's got run out three? of the mega streamers? Wow. That, that's, that's, that's fair. <laughs> no, like, I don't know, man. Like, I think that he, uh, some of my favorite movies are Martin Scorsese movies. Agreed. You do like Martin Scorsese movies. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Yes. Please, God, be honest, Dre. The last one that I've like truly loved and feel like I would watch again because I haven't seen the North, the Irishman is the Wolf of Wall Street, and which was also very long, very long, more entertaining though. Oh, more that was funny, so more humor. Point being, like even that one wasn't my all time like favorite. Most of my favorites are you know from over almost almost 15 years ago now google saying the wolf ago. of wall street is four hours i don't believe that for one moment. it is long i don't think it's, it's not long. four hours no camel mate imdb saying it's three hours i think that's more likely let's be frank but that is just pure entertainment value all the way through yeah that, as I mean, a movie my point is like i haven't seen one like my favorite ones are now i'm trying to go best they're they're probably 15 years old yeah when is wolf wall street out 2019 so that one's newer so 2010 literally shutter island 2010 15 years ago wow, almost that's crazy 14 and then before that would be you know the the departed isn't it fucked and, up by the way saying 2010 is nearly 15 yeah, years is. ago isn't isn't that physical pain yeah it is <laughs> when was the departed made <laughs> uh wasn't that before shutter island i'm pretty sure I thought it was, it was. like all my favorites were kind of within that streak of yeah he had like The Departed. He had um, 2006. Yeah, 2006. He had uh, Shutter Island. He had Gangs of New York. Those are all like some of those are 20 years old. Yeah. So it's kind of like yeah. I mean like the ones that I still know and love him for. Yeah. Like uh, it's been a bit. That's what I, that's what I'm asking you, Dio. Yeah. I personally would say yeah. You're probably right. He's probably got one, maybe two more. But Untouchables hard at that point. When you start to lose that much money off such a high budget. 
people are going to start to want to see a cut of it before you put it out. Like, I don't, yeah. I, but then man's or like, just give AC, him a lower you know? budget, you know? Well, Does that's the problem. It? That's the problem. You're trying to get Leonardo DiCaprio in a movie. This is the highest he got paid for a movie ever. He got $30 million. So there's where some of that 200 million went. That's wild, though. Why does. Tell me, right? Why does he need 30 million? Well, I mean, he probably does what he wants at this yeah. point. But anyway, DL, let's wrap this shit up. Yeah. Trivia, true or false? You down? Yeah, I'm in. I know you're in. So, true or false? The, invest- the, in- the investigation, mate. I went full Aussie there. Uh, the investigation. That was not bad into Osage Country was the first investigation presented to the newly formed Federal Bureau of Investigation. True or is that false? I think I've told you this at least three times. Uh, it's definitely for true. It is. And it was led by J. Edgar Hoover. I find that fascinating. And it's interesting where the guy in the movie is like, who's this J. Edgar Hoover? And it's like, yeah. one day to be president. Yeah. You know, that's super interesting. Okay. True or false? Leonardo DiCaprio was initially cast to play the FBI agent Tom White. True. True. Is that false? True. It is true. After all, they decided to change the focus of the film to investigate the relationship between Molly and Ernest, DiCaprio switched roles and Jesse Plemons was brought in. It's interesting that that was originally the idea, I find, that it was more focused on the FBI and Leo would head that up. Because it's more like... Interesting. I mean, it's definitely like a less meaty role for him to dig into as an actor yeah you know what i mean yeah um but a more a more f- like fun role like more traditional leo role that i've liked him in he's doing a lot of stuff that's like out there and i get it and he's yeah, trying yeah. to explore it like you know but to me that would have been i would have liked that more as a leo fan and a scorsese fan because i think he just plays that character interestingly he did a lot of ad-libbing in the film and yeah, scorsese and de niro got pissed off at him I for constantly been doing that I mean, yeah, I could. But see some that. of the great things that he's done were ad libs, so you can't really hate on it. Like the blood smear in Django was ad libbed. Oh right, yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, that's a very good point. All right, last one then. True or false? Deal. Ben Affleck had initially expressed interest in directing a film adaptation of David Grant's nonfiction book *Kills of the Flower Moon*. Is that true or is that false? True. Not actually. It was George Clooney who wanted to same, direct same. it. Nobody cares. Both gray white men. Both failed. What can you say? Ah, yeah. oh, George Clooney does all right. Scorsese got it. I mean, yeah, they failed to get <laughs> this goddamn movie. That's true. Look, guys, thank you for sticking with it. We didn't make this podcast go on as long as this movie does. I think my wrapping up thoughts are: if you love Scorsese, go and see it. But it's just so long. I'll see every Scorsese movie, frankly. Well, that's what we were talking about. Doesn't before. mean I won't fall asleep. Yeah, <laughs> I was one. very close a bunch of times in this film. DL, do you want to wrap up the show, my man? I do. A big thank you to Matthew Bliss for editing and mastering this week's episode. And if you'd like to hire someone, anyone, someone, anyone to edit your (laughs) podcast, Matthew's the guy. Head to matthewbliss.net and book a consultation. Not today, because it's 9 p.m. tomorrow. For us, it is. For the person listening to this podcast, it could be any time for you. Do it right now. What are you waiting for? Book it in a timely fashion. Yeah. yeah. In fact, no, don't do that. Book it once you've given us a five-star review for this podcast, as you can do for Matthew's podcast. If you want to hear his work, listen to From My Home to Yours, Matthew's podcast, as Tommy said. An expat repat podcast where Matt and his wife share their experiences and advice 
and thoughts for those moving, expatting, etc., etc. And if you like what you're hearing on this podcast, I might be making an appearance at some point in the near future on that. Ooh. So he's bringing it back, baby. But my home job's coming back. And I have... Also I the ha- dead drop. I have... Yeah, the dead drop too. I have obviously got experience of moving from country to country. So I'm sure I can bring something other than my wit and charm. Yeah, well, I hope so. Learn something every... <laughs> DL, thanks for popping by, mate. Yeah, of course, man. Tally-o. Tally-ho, baby! Leaders, gators.